Hey everybody, Nick Bradley here. Welcome to Scale Up. And we are going to get into one of my favorite topics today, business buying, business acquisitions. And uh, I'll, try, I'll try not to get too excited and too passionate about it because I want to be somewhat objective today and give you a little bit of a state of the industry update, really, for the early part of 2022 based on a recent report that has been released. It's the Market Pulse Report that is released by the International Business Brokers Association. And this is the fourth quarter survey from 2021. So it is hot off the press. And just to be super clear, when I talk about you know buying businesses, business acquisitions, I'm going to be referencing to the market segments that I advise people listening to this show, uh, the people that are reaching out to me, the what I call the the main street and the lower middle market. Okay, so just to be super clear, main street, as it's called, a bit of a US term from my US colleagues out there, is businesses that are in the realms of under two million, okay, in terms of their revenue. Okay, so they are smaller businesses. And the lower middle market is really businesses that range from that 2 million mark, but all the way up to 50 million, okay? So it's interesting, you know, if you look at different definitions of small and medium enterprises, a small business is often categorized as being under 10 million in revenue and a medium business is under 50 million. But I know a lot of my listeners are seven-figure and eight-figure entrepreneurs and this is, you know, 100% in the sweet spot of where their business is now or the aspiration of where they're trying to get to, particularly the ones that are trying to build for an exit. So I want to get in today what's happening in business buying because there's a lot of different stuff you hear out there and I want to demyth or debunk some of the, the rhetoric, uh, rhetoric and make sure that you are getting information that is, is up to date and accurate. The other thing I want to make a point of is that the markets change all the time. You know, we've got different things going on in the economy, politically. As I record this, we've got the Russia-Ukraine thing going on. So, you know, all of these things have an impact on people's appetite to sell their businesses, uh, the valuations of businesses, you know, all that sort of thing that's that's going on. So whereas we might say, and I have said, and I believe, right, that over the next decade, you are going to get the baby boomers coming through and they have got businesses and they're reaching retirement age and those good profitable businesses will get closed down unless people like us you know, are out there buying them. You also have to look at the dynamics in any sort of more acute period of time, be that you know, the next three months, right? Or the next six months, or you know, for the purpose of this podcast episode today, what is happening, I think, right now in early 2022 and probably going to be like this for for the next, you know, for the next 6 8 9 months for the remainder of the year. So, let's kick off some quick facts that I have been looking at, the latest data as I said on buying and selling businesses. The first thing in first thing to say is that as much as in the round it is a, it is a buyer's market, uh, and that means as I said beforehand there are a lot of businesses getting put on the market, people are getting fed up with having to rebuild businesses post covid, you know, all those um, baby boomers retiring. Right now, in the beginning of 2022, it, it feels more like a seller's market. And I'm just going to contextualize that. There are lots and lots of people who are entering the world as acquisition entrepreneurs. Maybe 
maybe my podcast and some of my colleagues out there have been doing too damn good a job of talking about how buying a business is a much more potentially risk, lower risk and, and, and higher upside opportunity than starting a business. And you've got the great resignation, all these people leaving their corporate jobs, not wanting to have to go back into the place of work and wanting to buy profitable businesses that they can then run, scale, exit, etc. But there are right now a lot of active buyers and the quality deals that are out there, they're still there. They're still there. But, you know, you've got to, you've got to sort of look a little bit deeper, I think, for off-market deals than just relying on the broker networks. Now, the report that I'm referencing here is coming from the brokers, right? So, you know, there is going to be a slight taint, if you like, towards that. But I am, I am finding when I'm out there myself looking for deals, I'm finding that there are a lot of people out there looking for deals. You know, everyone's out there sending direct mail and <laughs> this sort of stuff. So I suppose the point I'm making here is I still think it is a bias market, but it's a bias market if you are prepared to look off market, okay? Don't go through the broker networks and things like that because that's the easiest route to an acquisition from a, a kind of like finding something that's for sale. But the problem with that is that you have a lot of people going into that world as well. So therefore, you've got higher levels of competition. So therefore, the chances of you being able to get a really strong leverage buyout, being able to negotiate fantastic terms like seller financing, it's going to be more difficult because you have more competition. Okay, so just want to make that point. And again, I'm really transparent about this world of M&A from, from my background and my private equity days. So I want you guys to be forearmed, forewarned on what's going on. And you have to be able to source deals more intelligently than the masses. Okay, that's, that's the point that I take from the report when they say things like that. The second thing that's interesting to me is that there are a lot of first-time buyers out there, which I think also relates to the point I made beforehand about people wanting to come in and be, quite, be acquisition entrepreneurs. And they are looking for smaller businesses. They're looking for, for valuations around that sort of 2 million mark. And for me, this does mean you should consider using an expert, an M&A advisor, something like that to, to kind of guide you to your first deal. Because if you're not familiar with this landscape and you're not clear how it works, one of the one of the worst things that can happen is you've got like the idea of a first-time buyer meeting a first-time seller, and that can be a disaster because you both don't know how this world works. So you definitely have to lean into, I think, advisory, education, that sort of stuff. A lot of people reach out to me and they try and wing it. And my advice to them is don't do that get an expert to help you, get your education level up, get your knowledge level up, and that's going to help. I have some very good contacts in the broker space, for example, that I work with on the deals that I'm doing. And if, if you're listening to this and you're considering um, M&A or buying a business, particularly your first business, my strong advice is to work with someone who knows what they're doing. Okay, next point, interestingly, is that 40% of buyers in that lower middle market, so that's the 2 million to the 50 million, were existing companies, okay? So scaling via acquisition, right? As I talk about, buyers and owners should be aware of strategic buyers and their competition. So companies are having, I think, sometimes trouble finding talent, right? These days, people are starting to think a little bit different about what they want their their world of work to be like. So instead of going out there and trying to recruit people, they tend to be acquiring other businesses to get talent 
and drive company growth as opposed to just going out there and, and trying to build something more sizable for an exit. So have a think about that as well. So what I try and advise people, particularly if they're a seven-figure business, a low seven-figure business, is go out there and, and do partnerships, joint ventures and acquisitions. And the data is representing that as well because you're going to have a little bit more of a solid base and foundations to grow from. Not to say that going out there and buying a business as a, as a solopreneur, as an acquisition entrepreneur is not the right thing, but you are going to be going up against some 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 entities if you like that have a little bit more scale and sometimes that can increase the prices which means back to my third my point before is that you need to be a little bit more clever with how you're finding these off-market opportunities interestingly and again this is from last quarter 2021 54% of transactions are closing successfully and this is one of the highest rates that I've seen in my career and I think there's a few things going on here there is even though we've got lots of challenges, there is economic confidence around scale. So there's a piece here where, you know, this idea of, of buying businesses, bolting together, creating scale, de-risks companies and can, can de-risk an entity overall. And as a result of that, people are looking at M&A much more than they used to be and are much more amenable to doing deals than they used to be. So sometimes you'd have all these people out there sort of what I call playing at the edges of acquisitions. Like, oh, I kind of want to do an acquisition. I kind of want to scale my business via acquisitions, but I don't, you know, you know, and they test the water. What, what I'm seeing now is the cost of organic growth. We've had all these things happening recently with social media advertising. Costs have gone up. Uh, algorithms have changed. Uh, the efficiency of how you find customers has changed. And I think as a result of that, people are now starting to turn to acquisitions because believe it or not, it, it creates higher levels of certainty, you know, than, than, than what traditional sales and marketing has done. So the businesses that I work with that are really flying right now and taking advantage of some of the market disruption and opportunity are the ones that have really good organic growth. So they've got marketing and, and sales activity that is as dialed in as possible but they are out there being very acquisitive as well. And the balance between those two things is driving much more faster compounding growth, what you would call exponential growth. And the last point I think here, which is no real surprise to me, but it may be to you, is that buyers are paying significantly more for businesses that are over the sort of five, five million range, certainly over the 10 million range. And we know anyway that bigger businesses fetch higher multiples in general. So owners and buyers alike should be aware of which brackets they want to play in. Now, my whole strategy, right, I've said it a few times, but I'll repeat it, is to scale via acquisition or certainly to teach people to scale via acquisition so they can create a group structure. So what does that mean? That means they've got their existing business and then they've got two or three or more other businesses that they bolt together. It's called a roll-up. They compound the value. So they compound the revenue, the profit, and they, they move up the ranks in terms of the value of their business, but they also move up the ranks in terms of the market of who's going to acquire them. So a smaller business, you know, one that's doing, you know, in the lower sort of, as we said beforehand, that sort of, just to be super crisp on it, the, the main street, those businesses are going to be worth, you know, around two to four times profit. But when you start to get up into that sort of mid-market range, that's when you start to get up to the five to eight, eight to 12 times profit. 
okay? And that's the compound. So anyone who does have that ultimate ambition of exiting, exiting for life-changing money, get rich once, the stuff I talk about, you need to be looking at the roll-up strategy. And again, the market is absolutely, or the data in the market is absolutely supporting that thesis. So let's conclude this a little bit. So as I said, this report, just if people want to go and check it out, it's the M&A Source Market Pulse Q4 2021 report. Okay, so you can have a look at that. But let's summarize this. So if you're looking to buy a business right now, you have to be or you should be exploring more ways to source off-market deals and have your specific limits clearly defined so that you're not over-investing in deals where there is a high level of competition. Okay, so one of the things I teach in my programs is, is deal specification being very, very clear on what you're trying to acquire, why, and you know that's everything from the sector, but also the size of the business, where it's located, that sort of thing. You need to be more specific, okay? And the thing to underline here is off-market deals. Going into the, the broker network, you are, you are more than likely going to be going more into not a buyer's market, but a seller's market because the competition is high, Okay. Second point, if you are a business owner, if you're one of my clients, for example, and you're looking to scale, as I said beforehand, 56% of owners who have sold their businesses traditionally, I've talked about this on the podcast before, didn't plan for it, right? Someone knocks on the door and they say, oh, you buy your business and then they sell it. This means that they are likely going to be leaving money on the table, okay, because of the fact that they're not prepared. So very few business owners think about selling the business when it is at its peak, okay? It's it's crazy to me, right? As I said, 56% of owners sell their business when they didn't plan for it. So the lesson here, the underlying thing here is plan for it. If you have the ambition to exit one day in the next few years, particularly as the market's buoyant in private equity, you know, you've got to plan for that, right? Absolutely plan for it. And I, I say plan within that sort of 12 to 36 months out and absolutely own the process, orchestrate the process. And what you'll do is you'll sell at the peak of the market, you'll sell at the peak of the valuation of your business, and you'll also mitigate any risks that can happen through an M&A transaction because you would have almost shadow planned that activity. Okay? So there we go. I just wanted to give you a bit of a, a market update as we are in the beginning of 2022, just for some, some latest data from the end of 2021. This is pretty up to date with what I'm seeing personally as well. So I think this does represent a good subsection of the market. It is US information, but I find a lot of the stuff that's happening in the US is also representative in other certainly Western parts of the world. Okay, so there we go. Business buying in 2022, some good stuff in there. If you are a business owner looking to scale, equally some good stuff in there. If you are an acquisition entrepreneur or a soon-to-be acquisition entrepreneur, if you want to reach out to me and have a look at the programs we offer around this in terms of business buying, business scale-up, pathway to exit, all that sort of stuff, then definitely reach out. And I've also got my the book that I wrote quite recently, um, which is the five reasons why your business won't get to eight figures and how to fix it fast. Because once you get to eight figures in revenue, that's when you start to get into the profitability that's going to get you to a really nice exit. Uh, if you're interested in that, it's a free book. It's about 50 pages or so. I go through quite a lot of the detail, more detail than I've gone through today. If you'd like a copy of that, get in touch with me on LinkedIn. Um, just reach out to me and say, Nick, you know, I'd like a copy of your five reasons book. 
and I'll make sure that my team um, send you a digital copy of that. So there we have it, market update, business buying in 2022. Good luck, everybody. As I always say, be grateful, be brave, have faith and show up. Bye for now. Hey, thank you for listening to this episode of Scale Up with Nick Bradley. If you enjoy the show just as much as I enjoy creating it for you, then I'd really appreciate you leaving a five-star review wherever you listen to your podcasts. And while you're there, why not subscribe to the channel so you never miss a future episode? It really helps me. It helps the show. Plus, it makes it easier for others to access the content that I'm producing week in and week out. And finally, if you want more information about anything you heard in today's show or to find out how you can get more help in scaling up your business and your life, click the link in the show notes now to learn about our coaching, mentoring, and mastermind programs. See you soon.